the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, it is. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. We are underway at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock. This is a Friday. It is a free for all Friday, and it is a Friday that begins our Independence Day weekend. I love it when the Fourth of July falls on a Saturday or a Sunday, and not just because you get the extra day off on Monday. Uh, I just love the fact that it's part of a long weekend. It's part of an Independence Day weekend. I see flags on houses where you don't see them normally, but for four straight days. I see decorations. I see people wearing American pride on their shirts, hats, and so forth, um, especially when people are out and about on a beautiful Independence Day weekend. So um, today starts Independence Day weekend. Speaking of that, we will have a best-of show on mon- uh, on Monday, the 5th, which, which, of course, is observed as the uh, birth of our nation, the holiday celebrating the birth of our nation. So on the 5th, we will have a best-of show for you, and I think it'll be some of the best interviews and segments that we have done over the last several months. We try to keep them fresh. Sometimes we dig into the archives and bring you some old ones. Uh, In the six years we've been doing this show, we've had some really good stuff there, and hopefully we are giving you the, um, the best of what we got. But that's coming up on monday and since i will not be on the air live during the actual holiday of the fourth of july we're going to spend some time today talking about what that uh what that holiday means to us and i'm going to ask you what it means to you and i'm going to ask do you think any more about our founding fathers and the courage that it took for them and for every revolutionary who picked up a rifle and joined the Continental Army or joined a militia to stand up to and fight back against the tyranny of the British crown? Do you think about that at all when you think about Independence Day and the birth of this nation in 1776? Because if you don't, 
I want to try to inspire you to do that today. I want to try to give you just a little bit of history, history of the country, history of the movement, history of the national anthem, which, of course, was not our national anthem on the day of the birth of our nation, July 4th, 1776. It didn't become our national anthem. In fact, it wasn't even written. The poem that would become the, the Star-Spangled Banner that was actually written uh, as the defense of Fort McHenry in 1812, uh, I believe, um, it didn't become our national anthem until 1931. But it became our national anthem for a very good reason. So I want to do a little bit of the history thing today. I want to do a little bit of the patriotic thing today. I want to give you as much of it as I can because, quite frankly, in the year 2021, we need it now more than ever. Do we not? Do you disagree with me that America hate is on the rise in the United States of America among our own citizens? America hate from without has been has been growing for a very long time. We're hated, and we have been hated for a very, very long time by nations and people that are extraordinarily envious of what we have here. We're hated here because we're not there. If we were there, they wouldn't hate us, because then we'd be in the same boat that they are. But because we're here and we have great opportunity, and because we have, we are, you know, not to just be you know, cheesy about it, but because we are the home of the free, the land of the free and the home of the brave, we are all of those things. The rest of the world is very, very envious of us. And that's why you have people of all races and ethnicities and colors risking their lives to try to get here to this nation. But that hate from without is, like I said, it's not news. It's hatred from within that is becoming more and more of a concern. And we are seeing it in multiple diff- multiple ways. We're seeing it in multiple ways. We're seeing it in the media. We're seeing it in Congress. We're seeing it in our entertainers in this world. We're seeing it in the music world, in the acting and Hollywood movies and television world. We're seeing it all over the place. Hatred of this great country from within this great country. And that can only be for one reason, because the people in this great country who despise it, who revile it, have never been forced to live without it. Have never been forced to live without the greatness and the opportunity that this country offers to all. They've never experienced life on the other side of one of our borders, where they had to try to make a living and try to do it, to try to do things as freely and openly as they do in the United States. They've never had to try it. That's why they can sit in here inside of it and complain about it and bash it. And, yes, try to essentially destroy it with the hopes of building back better, as Joe Biden would say, building back better a nation under cultural Marxism. And that's just the reality of the situation. And that's why we're going to talk more about this today than we normally do. Yes, I have a lot of news stories to get to, but I do want to talk about that. Do you spend any time on Independence Day weekend or in a regular year when it falls in the middle of the week, Independence Day? Do you spend any time thinking about it? Any more than you do, you know, a lot of people, you remember Kamala Harris, her greeting to Americans prior to Memorial Day 
Enjoy the day off, everybody. Right? You remember that? She tweeted that. She made no mention whatsoever of what Memorial Day was all about. What Memorial Day was intended to memorialize those who lost their lives in service to this great nation and others who just lost their lives as we always spend time memorializing and thinking about those we have lost in our lives. To her, it was just a day off. And a million's like her. That's all it was. And I hope that's not the case with you, and I hope that's not the case on Independence Day as well. So having said all of that, I want to make this Pledge of Allegiance a little special today. I've played it once since we started doing the Pledge of Allegiance every day, which was, if you don't know, in response to Democrat-led subcommittees in Congress who were refusing Republican requests to start their sessions with the Pledge of Allegiance. When I heard that and saw that, that's when I said, we're not going to have a show on this radio station, or at least on this show during these hours, that doesn't begin with the Pledge of Allegiance. So having said that, I have played the Pledge of Allegiance in some form or another, sometimes with children, sometimes with dramatic readings, in some form or another. One time, I played what I'm about to play for you now in honor of Independence Day weekend, and that is really a true understanding, line by line, word by word, of what the Pledge of Allegiance really means. So you don't have to stand and put your hand over your heart for this one. You don't have to uh, face your flag. Just settle back and listen. It's a few minutes long. It's not terrible. It's about uh, four minutes long. I think we can spend four minutes in our show listening to the late, great Red Skelton explain what patriotism truly sounds like as it pertains to our Pledge of Allegiance. Well, I remember a teacher that I had. Now, I, only, I, went, I went through the seventh grade. I went to the seventh grade. I left home when I was 10 years old because I was hungry. And I used to, this, this is true. I work in the summer and I go to school in the winter. But I had this one teacher. He was the principal of the Harrison School in Vincennes, Indiana. To me, this was the greatest teacher, a real sage of, of my time, anyhow. He had such wisdom. And we were all reciting the Pledge of Allegiance one day. And he walked over, this little old teacher, Mr. Laswell was his name. Mr. Laswell, and he says, uh, <clears throat> he says, I've been listening to you boys and girls recite the Pledge of Allegiance all semester. And it seems as though it's becoming monotonous to you. If I may, may I recite it and try to explain to you the meaning of each word. I, me, an individual, a committee of one, pledge, dedicate all of my worldly goods to give without self-pity, allegiance, my love and my devotion to the flag, our standard, O glory, a symbol of freedom, wherever she waves, there's respect because your loyalty has given her a dignity that shouts freedom is everybody's job united that means that we have all come together states individual communities that have united into 48 great states 48 individual communities with pride and dignity and purpose all divided with imaginary boundaries, yet united to a common purpose. 
and that's love for country. And to the Republic, Republic, a state in which sovereign power is invested in representatives chosen by the people to govern. And government is the people, and it's from the people to the leaders, not from the leaders to the people, for which it stands. One nation, one nation, meaning so blessed by God, indivisible, incapable of being divided, with liberty, which is freedom, the right of power to live one's own life without threats, fear, or some sort of retaliation, and justice, the principle are qualities of dealing fairly with others. For all. For all. Which means, boys and girls, it's as much your country as it is mine. And now, boys and girls, let me hear you recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Since I was a small boy, two states have been added to our country, and two words have been added to the Pledge of Allegiance, under God. Wouldn't it be a pity if someone said that is a prayer and that would be eliminated from schools, too. And that is just how I really felt like we needed to start this July 2nd broadcast, the last broadcast we'll have before the celebration of our independence on Sunday. Phone lines are open to you. We are guest-free until 10.35 this morning, so plenty of time for you to talk. Bring up whatever topic you want on this Freedom for All Friday. You see what I did there? It's a Freedom for All Friday. 216-901-0945, on the authority. Okay, it's 924. This is a Freedom for All Friday, our last broadcast before Independence Day on Sunday. I want you to take advantage of it. Any topic that is on your mind is fair game. Free for all, indeed. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. So, speaking of freedom, this wonderful representative republic, and I need to remind each and every progressive who has no earthly idea what a republic is, each and every time we talk about this, because the the left has been going crazy over the last 24 hours. Ever since yesterday, the Supreme Court um, reminded everybody in a 6-3 ruling that we are a representative republic in which our representatives are chosen by the people and in which the people choosing those representatives must have their elections have integrity. The Supreme Court confirmed that yesterday, and the left has been going ballistic ever since, saying, this is an attack on our democracy. No, silly leftist. Democracies 
are for other countries. We are a representative constitutional republic. We are not a straight democracy where the people vote for every little thing that comes down the line. We elect our representatives, and they cast those votes for us. They come from us. They are among us. That's the way this works. So we're a republic. And to that end, we need to make sure that every one of our votes for our uh, representatives counts. And we also need to make sure that every fraudulent vote for one of our representatives or senators or our president or governor or anybody any other race, we need to make sure that any fraudulent vote that is cast does not count. And yesterday, the Supreme Court went a long way toward assuring us of that. Democrats yesterday freaking out over the Supreme Court's final decisions of the 2020-21 term, accusing the justices of doing, quote, severe damage to the political system, and in some cases, renewing their calls to pack the court. We need nine. No, or, excuse me, we need 11. No, we need 13. No, we need 15. We need as many as, we t- as it takes to give us the majority. While there's a Democrat in the White House calling the, the shots and making the, the appointments, they want to pack the court with liberal justices who are not justices at all, but rather activists wearing robes, legislators wearing robes. One of the decisions, the biggest decision that freaked them out yesterday was a challenge to Arizona election laws, including a ban on ballot harvesting, which is extraordinarily important. Again, to holding free and fair elections, elections in which it is easy to vote but difficult to cheat. The other one was the California law that required nonprofits to disclose their largest donors to state government for law enforcement purposes. That's more of a First Amendment deal, but I want to focus on the Arizona laws. Liberals saw voting rights restrictions in, uh, uh, in this uh, decision by the uh, court. Conservatives saw election security measures, which is exactly what they are. And I say that not because I'm a conservative, but because I'm smart enough to read and understand what words mean. Um, President Biden weighed in on the Arizona decision by the court yesterday and was remarkably critical of the court for a sitting president, uh, saying, quote, I am deeply disappointed in today's decision by the United States Supreme Court that undercuts the Voting Rights Act. It does no such thing. In a span of just eight years, the court has now done severe damage to two of the most important provisions of the Voting Rights Act of 1965, a law that took years of struggle and strife to secure. Joe, go back to sleep. You have no idea what you're talking about. Nancy Pelosi said the court's decision in the Arizona case is part of, quote, an unprecedented assault on voting rights, end quote before tearing into the court over the California case as well. Um, this is just about insane. Chief Justice John Roberts uh, said, well, I don't care too much about the California case. I want to focus on the, uh, on the Arizona case. We'll go to Ed Markey, Democrat, Massachusetts. Democrat Ed Markey responded specifically to the Arizona ruling saying that the alleged reduction of voting rights stemming from the decision should necessitate adding Democrat-appointed justices. Quote, today's ruling is another blow to voting rights. We have no time to waste to protect the right to vote. We must abolish the filibuster and pass the For the People Act and John Lewis Voting Rights Act, and we must expand the Supreme Court. So in one sentence, all right, two, Ed Markey, one of the prominent Democrats in the Senate just advocated for the destruction of this republic. You understand that? You abolish the filibuster, you federalize the voting, takes, taking states' rights away from them, and expand the Supreme Court, you have destroyed America. 
You understand that? He, and it's what's striking to me and what's so disturbing to me is the casualness with which they make these statements. We need to do this, 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 and this. Not even thinking about the long-term ramifications of such things. It would literally rock this republic to its foundation. It, it, it would do exactly that. There is nothing, for those who don't know, there is nothing in the Arizona, the new Arizona voting laws, the voter reform, nothing that limits anyone's right to vote. No one is going to be uh, uh, have a more difficult task voting. The only thing people will have a more difficult task doing in Arizona is cheating. Because ballot harvesting, when practiced by social activists, is cheating the vote. It is indeed packing the vote. Senator Tom Cotton said, I was proud to join my colleagues in an amicus brief in support of Arizona's election integrity measures, and I'm glad the Supreme Court has ruled in favor. There is nothing in the Arizona court, or the Arizona, I uh, should say, uh, overhaul, uh, that makes it impossible or more difficult for anyone of any color to vote, no matter how much they want to tell you that this is an assault on minority voting rights. And the Democrats know it, which is why they're not criticizing anything specific about the court's decision other than to state in general, this makes it harder to vote and thus uh, is why we should expand our power through the abolishment or the abolition, if you will, of the filibuster and the packing of the Supreme Court. All right, I've got more on this because this is a massive deal, but I've got a lot I want to hear from you about as well. 216-901-0945, on the authority. of Democrats. Please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Okay, 937 we continue on this Friday. It's a freedom for all Friday, so anything you want to talk about, we will talk about. Before I go to the phone, though, just a brief note here from the Wall Street Journal kind of uh, buttressing what I was just discussing. The Supreme Court issued It's ruling of the year on Thursday and upholding two Arizona voting rules. In a single blow, the justices shot down efforts to politicize the Voting Rights Act and saved federal courts from becoming super election commissions. Democrats in Brnovich versus DNC challenged Arizona's ban on ballot harvesting and a requirement that voters cast ballots on election day in the precinct of the county where they're registered. They claim the rules have a disparate adverse impact on minority groups. That's because they have no respect whatsoever for minorities. I get so tired of the insult to black people that says you can't get to to your polling place with a valid ID like everybody else can. It is just such an insult and a slap in the face to the ability of black people to do normal everyday things like you know anything else that you have to do with a with a valid identification. And then to get to your voting place, uh, you know, on election day and vote like everybody else does. Since when does how dark your skin is impact your ability to do simple tasks? It doesn't. But the left has such a massive bigotry of low expectations when it comes to people of color. They literally try to exploit them for their own political gain. It's just so repugnant. And I don't understand how more black American voters don't look at the Democrats and say, you know what, right there, pal, 
and 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 display a, a a digital image to them. And digital, I don't mean in terms of internet or computer digital. I mean the digits on your hand. Uh, just a single one of them saying, you know what, here's what I think of you and what you think of my ability to do simple tasks in life, like cast my vote, for God's sake. It is such an insult to black America. Anyway, a district judge found no evidence the rules were discriminatory in intent or in effect, but liberal judges on the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals overruled the lower court. Progressives have been bombarding courts with challenges to state voter laws since Section 2 of the High Court in Shelby County versus Holder in 2013 struck down the Voting Rights Act's requirement that the Justice Department or federal courts sign off on election law changes in states with his- histories of discrimination. The Biden administration's lawsuit against Georgia's new voting law is based on Section 2 as well. Writing for the 6-3 to three majority, uh, Justice Samuel Alito chronicled the history of Section 2, which Congress amended in 1982 by eliminating an earlier requirement that plaintiffs prove discriminatory intent. Congress, however, directed courts to consider whether election procedures were equally open and provided equal opportunity to minorities based on the totality of circumstances. Arizona allows all voters to vote by mail or in person for nearly a month before Election Day. And by the way, I have a problem with that. But we're not going to go and try to federalize the elections over it. Its rules are not burdensome at all based on the total totality of circumstances. And most importantly, they are not disparate. They are not harder for blacks or browns than, than they are for whites, Caucasians or Asians. They are equal for everybody, which is all the law requires, which is all our our entire history is based on, as long as it is equal access for everybody, regardless of color or creed or sex or anything else, then that's the way the election laws work. The Democrats don't like legal and fair elections. Can I just say it directly? The Democrats, when elections are free and when they are fair, and when they are, uh, when they have integrity, when they are not open to fraud and abuse, Democrats lose elections. It's really, literally, just that simple. Now I know it might seem like we have moved to the left as a nation, but it just seems that way because of cheating, because of fraud. We are at our core a center-right republic. Uh, And that means that we are people that believe in the Constitution, and we believe in the rule of law, and we believe in law and order, crime and punishment, opportunity for everybody. These are strictly conservative principles that the Democrats despise. And as a center-right country, when we have free and fair elections... Conservatives generally win, which is why the Democrats are so desperate, desperate to overturn the legal, free and fair voting laws that states are passing, claiming racism. It's a a sham. It's a sham and a shame. All right, uh, let me go to the phones now. And uh, I believe that this is my friend Chris in Wellington. Chris Gorin (laughs) in Wellington uh, is a woman that we had on last... Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday. Was it Wednesday, Chris? Thank you. Um, 
uh, right before the Saturday rally that President Trump held in Wellington, the uh, uh, Save America rally that was held in Wellington, where Chris has her printing and sign shop located. And uh, Chris called to tell us a story. Actually, she messaged me, and I brought her on to the, to the airwaves to tell us a story of uh, this terrible assault on her rights to conduct business by way of Facebook in advance of the president's uh, visit. Chris, can you remind everybody of what happened, and then go ahead and give us an update on where we are. Yeah, since I have a print shop, I designed a commemorative rally shirt that just said, Save America Rally. Underneath it, in uh, small letters, it said Donald J. Trump, and it had Wellington, Ohio, Lorain County Fairgrounds, and the date. That's all it was. Nothing political, just a commemorative shirt. I had it on Facebook on Monday. Tuesday night, I was writing down my orders. I had something around, I think, 70 orders or so, and I was in the process taking that information down. <clears throat> Facebook pops up. When you put something on Marketplace, they pop up with an uh, invitation to spend money um, to boost your post, to put your post at the top of the page for a few days or whatever you decide to pay for. Mm-hmm. I selected the uh, option to do that, gave, authorized the payment, and within a minute or two, it popped back that that, boost was declined because of the political nature of my shirt. I was sitting there watching this, looking at this, trying to figure out what what just happened. Because, you know, they invited me, of course, then they have to review it. So that's probably why they tagged it. Um, a minute later, my account was completely gone. I just disappeared off Facebook. Gone. Every bit of it. All the orders that I had taken were null and void because I couldn't contact anybody. I let you know, and you are such a godsend. You, your patriotism and your support of this community is so amazing. I just love you and everything you do. And everybody I talk to, I, I tell them that. And, and you have a lot more support, but that's another story. Um, so you talked about it in the morning on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I called in and explained some more. And that afternoon, I started getting people coming to my shop from Chardon, from Avon, Avon Lake, from Norwalk, all around this northern Ohio area. I also started getting phone calls from people in Pittsburgh and other, well, Michigan, um, uh, other places, and they were ordering shirts and supporting me. And we were busy. We were really busy uh, for the rest of the week. We could hardly keep up with the people coming in. It was so wonderful to have these masses of people in my store, 20 people at a time in my shop, Everybody happy, everybody getting along, everybody supporting um, the conservative values that we share. It was just incredible. But I, um, Facebook did, sorry, Facebook did put my account back up 24 hours later, my personal account. However, to this day, a week later, I am still not allowed on Marketplace. I can't post anything on Marketplace. I can't buy anything. I can't contact the people who I had already arranged to make purchases from. I'm still banned from Facebook. So true to form, Facebook um, essentially is denying you the opportunity to talk to anybody, right? You can't make an appeal. You can't say, hey, here's my case. Can you tell me what's wrong with this design, why you did this to me? You can't reach anybody, right? Right. Yeah, really. They, they, they invite you to uh, request a review, but there's no time, time limit. I mean, I've requested reviews. They say it's political, that it was 
oh gosh, I don't have the blurb right with in front of me. But saying that it I, is, I thought um, you said it went against. Problems. I thought you said that they said it went went against so, community standards. Yes, it just go, goes against their community standards. Okay, and and and, and we know that. why because because of the words Donald Trump. I mean, literally, right, there's right. nothing wrong with Save America and then Donald J. Trump, uh, Wellington, Ohio Fairgrounds, June 26, twenty twenty one. That's all you wrote was Donald J. Trump. You put his name on it, it became political, and you, uh, and if you right. put his name on it, it becomes uh, you know a violation of their community standards because they don't believe that Donald Trump is uh, you know has any standards, and anybody who supports right. him, they're going to treat you the same way. And by the way, Chris, right, even definitely. if they had put a timetable on your review, it would have done you no good because a review doesn't mean we will call you or text you or chat online with you and review it together and we'll talk about it. Review means their uh, far-left moderators are going to look at it, see the word Trump, and say your review has been denied uh, or your review right. has been conducted and your, your, your image is still denied. And that's, the, that's, exactly. that's how they operate. Right, right. So, so I'm still trying to get the word out about this because I, I honestly think if, if Mr. Trump knew about this, he would like to talk about this. He would use this as a good example of an ordinary citizen being banned for a political or not even a political. Well, reason. nobody knows more about it than he does. He's the president of the United States or he was the president of the United <laughs> States when Facebook banned him. They banned right, him. Exactly. His whole account got closed. <laughs> so right. They can do that. So, and this is what he said at the time, by the way. You recall this, Chris. Uh-huh. He said, if they can do this to me, they can do this to any citizen, and you are living proof of that now. Right, exactly. Yep. So I've contacted some local people, some politicians, some uh, people in the news around here, Jack Windsor, Renacy, Jim Jordan, uh, Jonah, Max. Um, I, I haven't heard anything back from any of them yet. I sent this story to Candace Owens because she's got the lawsuit with Facebook as we speak. I'm planning to send it to Mike Lindell. I'm trying to figure out a way to get it to President Trump, Don Jr., maybe Eric. Uh, I'm still working on all that. But I knew that if I did, we wouldn't be able to handle the influx of calls because the support, even on such a small scale, from Wednesday morning, was incredible. It's just incredible. And so I haven't pushed the news out too much because I was trying to get something set up. I'm going to have a website. It's being built right now. Actually, the basic part of it is already up. It won't be live probably till this weekend, but okay. I managed to get the domain name SaveAmericaRallyShop.com. Save so Amer- Save- on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me hear that again. SaveAmericaRallyShop, S-H-O-P. Shop dot com. Got yeah, it. it kind of sounds official even, you know. Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I like that because, of course, now, will you put other things on this shop website, uh, Chris, oh, definitely. other than this particular have, T-shirt design? Right. Many, well, um, Epic Times was, uh, there were a lot of uh, independent uh, publications or companies in my shop interviewing people. I mean, they were in town and they did happen to stop in my shop. They didn't know about the ban and they just came in because I'm a pretty central located business. And they came in, uh, Epic Times came in, had a wonderful interview with them. They did a story and they published it on their newspaper for the week. Um, There was a woman in my shop. She had bought a rally shirt and then she saw some of the other shirts I have. And there's a popular design around that says, um, if you don't like Trump, you probably won't like me, and I'm okay with that. 
<laughs> I like that. And they, they like that. They put this picture of this woman holding up the shirt. It was a large picture. It made the news. It went. I was told that when uh, some people were watching the rally on Newsmax, um, Epic Times ran their ad, their promotion for their news for their publication. Right. And that that was visible. That picture oh, was that's visible. So cool. And I had people track me down for that shirt yeah so i'm gonna have i have about 30 i know you have a lot you have a lot of cool things in there too not just shirts people need to know that you're printing uh, you know a service there i mean you do decals and you do bumper stickers you do window clings you do all kinds of things like that i know when my wife when my wife and i were in your shop uh, about three weeks ago uh i saw some really really great stuff there that i know people would like so in addition to the shirts and the things that Chris is talking about, particularly because of what got her banned by Facebook, um, if you're looking just for some great patriotic stuff that you want to display and you can get out to Wellington, her shop is called Special Effects. It's at 101 West Herrick Avenue. Herrick is H-E-R-R-I-C-K. West Herrick Avenue, right beneath, what is it, uh, something in brew? Uh, yes, bread and brew. It's bread a and great brew, coffee right? shop. Yeah, there's a yep. on top is on top at street level is uh, a bread and brew, and beneath that uh, ground level is um, uh, is uh, is uh, special effects. One hundred one West Herrick in Wellington. Stop in and get Stay yourself rest. some great stuff from a great uh, from a yes. great American patriot. Stay Chris, routes eighteen and fifty eight. Uh, thank you. There you go. Stay routes eighteen and fifty. That makes it easy for you, Chris. Thank you for keeping us updated on what you're doing. Best of luck with the website. Let us know when it goes live. All right. Thank you so much, Bob. Thank you, Chris. God bless. All right. She's a, she's a patriot. She and her husband, they're just phenomenal people, and uh, they deserve your support. All right. It's uh, 9.52. We'll take a quick time out and come right back on AM 1420, The Answer. It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420, The Answer. Yes, indeed. 9.57. Don't forget, this is a free-for-all Friday, uh, or perhaps a freedom-for-all Friday on Independence Day weekend. So anything you want to talk about is fair game. I've got one great guest coming up at uh, 10.35. We're going to check in with uh, Jenna Powell. She is a state representative that was so extraordinarily rudely treated and interrupted uh, by, well, the only thing I can describe Mike Skindell, Democrat state representative from Lakewood, as um, is is a child. I mean, this was a this was a childish temper tantrum. There's no other way to say this, really. He threw a temper tantrum as Jenna Powell began uh, to try to introduce introduce an amendment to the name, image, and likeness bill that will allow college students to make money, college athletes to make money off of their name, image, and likeness while they're in school, essentially professionalizing them, if that's a word. It is now. Uh, at any rate, she tried to attach an amendment to that bill, which would prevent uh, biological males from coming in and running and dominating biological female sports from K through 12 and into Ohio's colleges and universities as well. So it was a simple bill and a simple amendment, and everything was going along fine until Jenna Powell started explaining the amendment when Mike Skindell and others, new angles of cameras, by the way, have found that not just Skindel, but multiple Democrats pounded their desks like toddlers in a third-grade classroom throwing a temper tantrum. I played this for you yesterday. Listen again. 
The chair has the amendment. The amendment appears to be in order. The representative may proceed. Wonderful. The Save Women Sports Act is a fairness issue for women to be able to achieve their dreams and athletics in our state and is crucial to preserving women's rights and the integrity of women's and girls' sports. Across our country, female athletes are currently losing scholarships, opportunities, medals, education, and training opportunities. This amendment will require schools that are part of the OHSAA to designate separate teams for participants of the biological sex. No school inter... No school interscholastic conference or organization that regulates interscholastics shall permit biological males to participate on athletic team or an athletic competition designated only for biological female participants. I have no idea how Jenna Powell kept her composure during that display by Representative Stompy Foot. Um, and I have no idea... idea how Speaker Bob Cup can call himself a man today. That's right. The Republican Speaker of the Republican-led House stood there and watched it all and said not a word, did not stand up to reprimand uh, Stompy Foot Skindell or any of the other Democrats, did not stand up in defense of Jenna Powell, did not stand up and say anything about the decorum or the rules of the House sat there and let it, or stood there and let it all go by, the way that you just heard. Simply repulsive. Beta Bob will be Bob Cup's new name for me until he explains himself. And you know what? It's about doggone time that we start putting some alphas in the room. It's about time that we as conservatives start electing alpha males and not betas like this coward who just let Stompy Foot Skindell stomp all over Jenna Powell. We'll talk about that with Jenna Powell at 1035 this morning. News now, your calls after. AM.